afternoon, everybody. Yes, 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 you'll know what time it is. This is Codename Agents of Chaos. We are back, y'all. What's good? Uh, <laughs> oh. We stirring up today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Obi, guess, guess what? Guess what? We got, a, we got a real good show coming for y'all today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, but before we get to that, I got to take this opportunity to thank Genius Radio, Chemist Digital, Chemist.net, and Brother Kenneth Monker for their support of us, uh, Agents of Chaos over there on Genius Radio. We have to thank Brother Rashad Penn and ProductC242.com for their uh, support of Codename Agents of Chaos. Of course, you can find us on Simplecast. You can find us on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all that good shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, before we get started, too, I, I do kind of want to take this opportunity to just pause and and give a moment of silence and just uh, yes, take yes, this moment yes. to celebrate the life of Brother Chadwick Boseman, who took his rightful place with the ancestors very recently. You know, um, I had a chance to meet Brother Bozeman very briefly. Um, so I can't make it seem like we were the best of friends. But in that short time, I was able to feel his energy. And one of the things I think we need to appreciate and celebrate was that, and I know this might sound bad, but niggas normally don't show up, right? Niggas showed up for Black Panther. Oh, we was there. <laughs> we was worldwide. The, we was in there. We was there. Listen, I was so sad. I couldn't participate in the, you know, when they dress up and went yeah, to the show in and not debate. Like, what? <laughs> but Listen. guess what? I had my little, my, my blue and white dashiki, me and my brethren. Oh, we gone to that. <laughs> gone to that. But yes, um, all melanated people around the world, we showed up for Black Panther. We gave Brother Bozeman his flowers while he was here. And his time, especially in the creative space, is definitely an inspiration to all of us. He was able to fight through, you know, four or five years of colon cancer and give us some of the best work we've seen in cinema. So we will miss you, Brother Bozeman, and thank you for all of the inspiration. Definitely. Now, today... We have a very special guest with us. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. All the way <laughs> from the hometown of New Providence. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> from Nassau. From Nassau. Yes, Nassau. This, this dynamic young lady has been taking to social media to give us the truth. The truth. Not the truth. The truth. The truth. The T U. The T T R U U T The truth. The medical truth. Let us all snap it up and welcome Dr. Tina Mims to codename Agents of Chaos. Snap it up. Dr. Mims, welcome to the show. Say hi to the people for me, please. Hello, listeners to Agents of Chaos. Thank you all. To uh-huh. the agents of chaos for having me today. No, what? So proper and so proper and polite. I I, I almost feel <laughs> I, I I feel a little guilty for the the bad language I'm about to use. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I can even say that with a straight face. So, Doctor Mims, please tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the medical profession? And then, who's your peoples? Where you come from? Who your ass? Yes. Oh, 
Yeah. So all the traditional Bahamian questions. All right. Yes. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I, my name is Tina Bethel Mims. Bethel is the Bahamian name. I am a native of New Providence, as you guys have already stated. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 30s. I'm way in my 30s. And I can tell you all well, but I'm in my 30s. <laughs> so I'm still young. Yes, you are. I yes. Have, yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I have been in medicine for 13 years now. 13? And 13 years. Excuse yeah, me. 13 and you're it, in your 30s. We'll be doing a little bit of maths. Oh. Yeah, doing a little bit of maths. Mathematical You ever seen a meme where the woman was thinking and she's like, okay, if this equals this, then. <laughs> so, 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 that, so that, that means, that, that means, Dr. Mems, you've been, you've been, you've been playing doctor for this guy from, from you was what, 17? I'd say about twenty something. A little while. A little while. I so 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 Bahamas. <laughs> no, I do see, believe she, she auntie y'all. She ain't gonna tell y'all. <laughs> That's Empress <laughs> Tina. She's not gonna tell y'all that. So, but, they but guess what? Catch on to them. They may catch on to the age. <laughs> but I can tell y'all this though. What you what y'all will do is y'all are going to respect. Dr. Tina's gangster. Respect. <laughs> respect. R-E-S-P-E-E-K. Yes, respect. Respect it. So this woman did not come on Agents of Chaos to talk shit. <laughs> All right. So yes, ma'am. So you 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 were a, a you were in medicine for 13 years. Yes, for 13 years. I trained in two places. Initially I trained in Cuba and then I came to University of the West Indies. So um, that's dual training. Okay, all right. Mm. I, yeah, I am a family medicine resident okay. at the Public Hospitals Authority. Okay. I am a lineage, I would say, of the rules, the rules of the Zuma. Okay. And the Bethels, yeah, and the Bethels from Jane, sister in bottom in town in Lutra. Shout out to Lutra! As you can tell, I, I have roots in Lutra. <laughs> Okay. Mm. All right. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Leonard is, is 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 jealous because he does not have roots in Eleuthera. Jealous? <laughs> oh, get Did y'all? Oh, 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 talk shit. Talk shit, but Eleuthera now get boys in your ear. Do it. <laughs> Did y'all have advise Miss Bims that this is like the most exactly. controversy show that she no, will ever be exactly on. this is exactly what the name says, okay? The Agents of Chaos. Yeah, we... Listen, <laughs> I will have you know that when Dr. When I asked Dr. Mims to be on the show, she was like, listen, I did my... She used a big word. I did some reconnaissance. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Militia words. <laughs> reconnaissance. So what you ain't gonna do is ambush me and pull me into some shit, nigga. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, she That's sounds wild. like the person that would do reconnaissance. <laughs> let me, first of all, let me go check, see what these fellers are, 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 getting, are getting me into. Because I am a respected woman in the medical community. <laughs> she is a pillar. I am the pillar, yes. Of the community. Yes. I mean, she, <laughs> so, 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 so but yeah, please excuse us because um, that, that's going to continue to happen. So, yes, um, Eleuthera. Eleuthera. Yes. Yes. And my great-grandparents migrated to Grand Bahama. And they are the bars. Shout out to Ranji Bar. And <laughs> the bars in this end. Mm. So that's, that's me. That's my lineage. Okay, all right, all right. So, so what got you into medicine? You, 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 uh-huh. you, you, you boys one part cake because he was tipping over your garbage. And you say, hmm, these organs look a little interesting. Wow, that's dark. 
Wow. That's real dark. Crazy. Wow. That is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what, what did get you into medicine, Dr. Mims? What got me into medicine was really when I was a kid, and this is actually, I don't know, this is actually dark. Um, I had a family member very close to me pass away as a child. Mm. And I always wanted to somehow, I didn't feel like I was at fault, but I wanted to be the person to, to fix it so no one close to me died again. Oh, <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't really, know if that's dark. I, I think that's quite noble of you. I had that moment. Yeah. I had that moment before, like when my brother died. It's like I did the CPR course like a few weeks prior to his death. Mm-hmm. And to know that when I left Freeport, mm. He had a seizure and they had to perform CPR on him. And I'm like, I just left. Wow. Oh, boy. You know, I, I commend you. you know I, I commend you because that, I understand where you're coming from um, mm-hmm. going into the medical field and everything because of that. Because I went into workplace safety because of that very same reason. Mm. Mm. So, I, kudos, doctor. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Yes, yes, yes. Kindred spirits, right? Kindred spirits. There, 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 was, there was nothing dark yeah. about that. I, I believe that was quite noble. And, and, and I'm sure you've had the opportunity to help thousands of Bahamians. Oh, I lost count. <laughs> 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 well, guess what? We'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to that. Woo. <laughs> okay. yeah. So today's topic, we are talking about the front lines of COVID-19. A.K.A. the vibe. The, the vibe, the Rona, the Ron Ron. The Rona, Miss Rona. I've heard it called Corona Quimby. It's like, what? Anyway. Say what? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I just I'm ready for it to go one. away, honestly. Uh, yeah, but anyway. Oh, we are all. I, I can't wait. So, Dr. Mims, how have you and your family been throughout the pandemic and the lockdowns and minutes changing his mind and people bicing up the police uh, bus with well, rock and bottle and how have you been? How's you, how have you and your family been? Yeah, we yeah, we've had an exciting time, haven't we? <laughs> um, my family, personally, we have been all right. My mother knows she needs to stay in the house. I bought her box a box of masks, mm-hmm. and I said, anywhere you go around, you need to give them this. Okay, mask up all the time. Oh yeah, she knows. The free and, <laughs> a little shortage going right on. Now. I don't even have no box in the anymore. <laughs> so I didn't even got no more. So I can get my mask. <laughs> so I wasn't worried about me because I work in the field. I can access the mask. Oh, and that please. was at the beginning. So I knew that, you know, supplies were going to dwindle out. Mm-hmm. You know, just that's just something you, you, you know when you're in healthcare. Just hold on to your supplies if you have them. Um, so I bought her one and then gave them to her and I told her how to use them and to stay inside. Yeah. You don't need to go out. You have hypertension. Stay inside. Um, as far as me and my husband, we're fine. <laughs> We've, um, for the most part, been staying inside. I'm the person who's the designated chopper, who still goes to work, you know, essential workers, etc. And so we have been handling it. And my husband and I, we're, we're home bodies anyway. We feel the pull now. You can't go to the fry. I can't have a Kong salad, you know. No, 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 no,
Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you need that island je ne sais quoi in that, right? Yeah. You know, it's the Kong salad and the they go together. Kong yes, Kong <laughs> salad. And, oh, and chill out. All right. All right. And then that cool beach anyway. breeze. Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've been gone from home that long. There is no beach breeze <laughs> on Porter Ski Dock. There is none of that shit. <laughs> well, I don't, all, I don't all it is, I don't know. No, 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 no. It is, it, it, it is stink, <laughs> reggae music. And pollution. That's it. No, I'm, talking, I'm, talking, I'm talking about Bimini. Yeah, you get that Kong salad in your sands or you can lick or whatever. And you sit around right there and you get that cool ocean breeze because you know Bimini, you can look from one side and see the other side. So all you got is breeze. <laughs> damn it, damn it. Bimini is nice. Yes, Bimini yes, is nice. it is quite nice. That's one nice. of my little getaways. Yeah. You should, you, you've been there before? I've been to just about every island. Praise the Lord. Praise black <laughs> and white Jesus. Oh, yes. Next, next time you come to Bimini, please look for me. I There's will only be... one Jesus and he's black. Oh yes, okay. yes, yes. Oh, okay. T T T T T. Doctor Mims. Um, you have something to say, okay, Leonard? So, I agree uh, with her. Jesus was a nigga. Okay, so, so, good. So, so, so Doctor Mims, how I, do you I, think I, you could hide in Egypt? I didn't like you. You no blonde, blue-eyed nigga. A lot of people hide. think that though. A lot yeah. of people are it, still. It, I know. I think. It, I, know. I think it was Grandmaster. No, it was. Uh, it was uh, Mr. Gavi who mm. said who stated that. that that Jesus could always dip into a crowd and disappear. Of course. Because he blended yeah. in with the niggas. He was one of us. Okay. So we are, we're not going to make this a religion. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Straight yeah, from yeah. our topic. So let's go right into our next <laughs> question, right? Miss Mrs. Mims, can you tell us what is the true situation when it comes to the overall healthcare system in the Bahamas? We're overwhelmed. In a nutshell, that's the word. Overwhelmed. Okay, mm-hmm. so we see the numbers and the numbers are climbing. Twenty. It's so ironic. The last one I saw was twenty twenty. I'm like, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I think now it's twenty fifty seven. Let me tell you something. something. Let me tell you something. Twenty twenty. Like man, what? That that those two and zero day numbers. I am not playing at the number house. Anyway, shit. <laughs> PG thirteen. <laughs> we keep it PG thirteen. Sorry, sorry about that, Doctor yeah. Mims. Please, uh, you were telling us the world. The 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 num- The word is overwhelmed. Yeah, we have. When we first found out and when Corona, the coronavirus crash landed on our shores, you might as well say, mm. what we tried our best to inform the public of, um, what we were doing with the contact tracing, we were doing really good at it. And we were saying, you know something? One thing we don't want to do. This is what the doctors were saying. The ones who are actually dealing with the patients, we don't want to overwhelm our healthcare system. Because if we do, we in major trouble. Mm-hmm. And so... We were like, stay inside, wear your mask, everything else. By then, the economy was still okay. You know, the borders were still open. But you know what? It, it wasn't really bad. We had like, what, 104, 107 cases, before, I mean, before the first lockdown. 106, yeah. I think, was the number. Yes. Okay, we could deal with 106. <laughs> because the majority of those people aren't going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Lies. They're mm-hmm. going to be in quarantine. They're going to be in some kind of isolation. They're going to. We had maybe about what, twenty people hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Twenty, thirty. That's not bad, yeah. because we can manage that. That's mm-hmm. what the COVID center was about. We mm-hmm. had beds on both sides. I was there. Hey, we were running it. We were making it happen. We were swabbing. Things were okay. And so, oh, hey, they said, okay, we got the situation under control. We're going to convert South Beach Clinic back into a community health center on one side, COVID on the next, just in case. Mm-hmm. But we could. 
And then they open up the borders. I was like, we in trouble. Yeah. Oh Lord, we're gonna be in trouble. So, so in your in, so, so in your opinion, Doctor Mims, the borders should not have been opened. That is not my opinion. I have said this not in your forum. Mm-hmm. This is my first time here, but I've said this before that the economy needs to be open, mm-hmm. but we need to open this cautiously. Ah, I mean, okay. we have to exercise wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I can see it, I think the leaders of our country should be able to see it as well. Mm-hmm. The economy can be, we just needed to mobilize money. Mm-hmm. And everybody lock up in their house is not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So give stimulus packages for people to, to travel to the islands. I'm talking before big the second surge. Now I'm talking the first surge. Mm-hmm. After the first surge, and it was controlled. Uh, ensure that... Um, but can spend spend their money home. Yes. You know? I mean, here and there, you're going to have some people who do um, online shopping and get some goods in. But, you know, that's neither here or there. Make sure we spend our money here mm-hmm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we should have done for six weeks before we opened up. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we hmm? no, I just want to interject sorry, a little bit. <clears throat> this is Lord sure. Leonard. I just want to interject a little bit. Um from my from my understanding right the opening up of the borders were were let me see how can i say this properly without offending anybody but you know what i'm gonna offend somebody i'm gonna offend minis i think the reason for the spike was because minis did not mandate bohemians to take a negative COVID 19 test upon re-entering the country are you saying that's you know are you saying that's the sole I, reason? That is that has to be the sole reason because he did mandate uh, for guests coming into the country they had to have a negative COVID nineteen test within ten days. I I, I do want to hear your response to that, that Doctor Mims. That which is which is. Now, I think that's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go, go ahead. Okay, I think that's only a part of the problem. Hmm. You see, we're looking at things from our, our vantage point, and um, we, I try to look at everything from healthcare to the decision maker standpoint, you know, and to the to the average Bahamian who who has cabin fever, mm-hmm. you know, their mm-hmm. vantage point as well. And we have to find a happy medium to where everybody is going to be satisfied, at the least satisfied, because we're not going to all agree. Now, in my opinion, the border should have been opened after or well into the second surge in the other country. Mm. See, we are the neighbors to the United States. Mm-hmm. They are our number one tourist visitors. And that's the number one place payments travel. So if you see that their numbers are going crazy, why am I going to open up the border internationally right now? That didn't make any sense at all. The because competent authorities. The internal climate. Is, we is, can't look at the internal climate alone. We have to look at the international climate. And if, if you know that over 80% of your visitors are from the States and they touch down in Florida mm-hmm. and then they come home, oh, come on now. You're Facts. asking for a problem. It now, was not the time to do it. Now, is we it... should have done it. Uh-huh. It is not the right time. Is and it, uh-huh. I agree. Hmm? Is, is it... I agree with what you said about the, the negative COVID test. They should have had one. And for I saw, Bahamians, I saw right? something mm. for Bahamians. Anybody, Bahamian International. Anyone coming in the, visitors, into the country. Anyone coming in. I saw something on in the I think it was the Guardian, whereas Mister Diagula said that it's five days now. I said five days is no three. Three. <laughs> we need to go to three. <laughs> we need to go to three. See, you, if you was a prime minister, you'd be a ruler with an iron fist. No, it, it, I don't think it's a yeah, matter of look here. Yeah. My whole thing is I got to protect my people. Yes, facts. 
that's my job if i'm the prime minister is to protect the bayman people now is it is it fair to say that there are outside forces and organizations that we are not necessarily aware of pressuring the prime minister to do certain things fucking right I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. But yes, you know what? You have investors. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we have to realize, or as if as prime minister, he needs to realize that every decision and every life mm-hmm. is lo- that's lost is on his watch. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The captain goes down with the ship. They don't point fingers at everybody else. They're not going to point fingers at Dow Regis. They're not going to point no. fingers at Dwayne Sands. They're pointing no. fingers at him. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what external pressures are on. Because you would see other Caribbean countries sit down and firm. Barbados was like, ah, yeah. no, I'm no. sorry, we're not going to open this right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, you, you saw, you saw what happened in Trinidad. They was like, yeah, 28 days, clink, clink. <laughs> on their own people. Exactly. Okay. So I would say that, hey, our leaders need to grow a pair and make sure that they make decisions on behalf of the Bahamian people mm. that yeah. serves the Bahamian people. Oh, yeah. I don't care about what international pressure is. We can't be, we can't just be like, yes, master, to, to anything that international forces spit at, spit at us. Yeah. No, we're self-governing. Mm-hmm. We need to do better. <laughs> so, so okay. Before I get to, to the, the, the scripted questions, the question that I was supposed to ask, I want to ask you a personal question. Uh, she's married. Just, just don't fuck with that. She's married. <laughs> just don't fuck with that. Well, I would assume she's married because she's a doctor. I mean, you ain't gonna let that slide. I, 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 and trust me, I, I've seen photos of her husband. It, it, Line, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> let's move eight on. Eight two linebacker. Yeah, you, 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 he, he, he might he might just like pimp smack your face off. So yeah, <laughs> catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> Ooh, that's a COVID cough. Let me stop. Yeah. Okay. See, see it's okay. the same shit. Dr. Doc, Doc Memsu, you, you really... You... Me, all of us feel the same way. Okay. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I laugh too hard just now. Choke myself. Choke I myself. Think, I get ready to ask Tina now. She ready for one more patient. Who fuck with this <laughs> corona coughing chick? Okay, so um, my, the, I have two questions for you. My, and one is personal and the mm-hmm. one is the uh, scripted question. My personal question for you is... Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, hydrochloroquine and how the government isn't providing it for uh, <sighs> persons in the field to treat, uh, you know, the sick? Okay. My thoughts on that. All right. I've been dancing around addressing that one, but I will address it on your show. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a hot topic with, with Bahamians right now. I mean, they, they tried to massacre our, our head of um, infectious disease in the country over her views on it. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe let's stick a pin on that one. I'll come back when it's not so hot. But the truth of how I feel about ivermectin mm-hmm. is that, or any, to be honest, any of the drugs that they're investigating now with regards to COVID-19, mm-hmm. I, as a physician and an evidence-based pra- medicine practicing physician, mm-hmm. I should, or the, the the logical thing from a medical standpoint is to be like, okay, I'm only paying attention or I'm only following um, guidelines that have been approved by, you know, AMA or AAFP, any of those licensing bodies mm-hmm. in the United States, this is which we follow. Mm-hmm. And to this point, hydroxychloroquine has not been approved for 
treatment or management of COVID-19. Now mm-hmm. that I've gotten all of that out of, out of the way, that's me saying, okay, from a professional standpoint, right? Yeah. Now, furthermore, I will tell you the truth that I believe if at any point in time a patient is deteriorating, we have to look at every medication, every medicine, and we got to weigh risk versus benefit. Mm-hmm. If this patient looks like they are going, they're desatting their fats in the 80s, once you reach low 80s, you win problems because you're going to have cerebral hypoxia. Well, basically, the brain is going to be, it's going to lack oxygen. Okay. And that person can die, you know. Mm-hmm. So once we get to a point where we see this patient is going really down, we got to consider that, hey, we can, we got to use whatever we can, whether it's approved or not, if the patient agrees. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. reason why you have a lot of doctors who won't just jump out of who, even though we've had studies here and there all around the world that says that it worked or that patients were near death and it's pulled them back from death. These are just isolated studies. You mm-hmm. know, they are not worldwide studies with hundreds of thousands of patients. Mm-hmm. They're just isolated studies here and there. The mm-hmm. evidence doesn't support it. And no doctor who wants their license is going to be gung-ho about prescribing something mm, that guidelines don't okay. If wow. we don't, if it's not, I'm telling you, if guidelines do not promote it, then this doctor can be sued. Mm. If it doesn't work mm-hmm. or if it, they have side effects or whatever else, mm-hmm. nobody's going to put, exactly, nobody's going to put their, their name and their livelihood on this. Even if it does show some, in some cases a positive result. And I'm just telling you, the guy, you guys the real. Okay. Okay. And it's not just self-preservation, but hey, I can give them that, and nothing happens. They can still sue me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Even if nothing happens. But if something, but if if something happens and it's good, awesome. If it doesn't happen, then the patient dies, and or something else happens to the patient, and you still can be sued. Either which way, you didn't follow the guidelines. And okay. if it goes south, you're to blame. Mm. No, nobody's gonna exactly. Um, the only way that's gonna happen is if we. Uh, if a, I wouldn't say we, but if a certain doctor mm-hmm. has a patient who is willing to try anything, and at this point, nothing else is working because the only treatment that there is for COVID is symptomatic treatment. By okay. that, I mean, if you have a cold, you have a cough, give you something to break off the cold, break up the cold off your chest so you can bring it up. Give mm. you an expectorant. Um, you need oxygen because your oxygen saturation shallow. You give oxygen. You need fluids. You give fluids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. IV fluids. It's really how supportive care until your body develops the immunity against the virus and beats it back and you recover. Okay. That's it. Which, which is an 80% That's rate, right? That's it. No. Well, the, okay. The survival rate is 95%. Exactly. In, the Bahamas, in the Bahamas, it looks like it's 97% almost. But Take both the Christ. It's, it's 98%. <laughs> On the worldwide scale, it's 98%. 2%. This is a 2% mortality rate. Meaning 2% of these people, 2 out of 100 people die. Okay? Yeah. Um, a lot of people a lot of people survive, but we don't know how they're going to come out of this. Mm. Like I'm saying, I'm just trying to plainly um, state that it's a disease that, okay, it's in the airways. Everybody talks about the airway issues, mm-hmm. this, you know, the cough, the shortness of breath, the throat pain, the loss of taste and smell, the airache. Mm-hmm. You know, and then mm-hmm. the shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that's it because those are the most common thing. And the fever, of course. Mm-hmm. And then there's rash. You know, those are the common <laughs> things that we hear about. But then there are other things that affects other systems mm-hmm. because 
it's a hypercoagulable disease. By that, I mean it causes microemboli. What is that? Okay. It causes small blood clots. Oh, shit. That's why you have strokes. Mm-hmm. That's why you have heart attack. Mm-hmm. That's how, how you have kidney failure mm-hmm. and kidney infarcts. Uh-huh. We have a lot of issues because whenever there's a small clot anywhere and it lodges in in any blood vessel that's supplying any organ for whatever else, mm-hmm. part of whatever area of the body, whatever organ was being supplied by that clogged blood vessel is going to die. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so, so detrimental to the person with underlying conditions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. And you, you, you don't you, have a good immune system. Pardon? You, 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 know, you know what's interesting about, about this? If we did not sit and speak with Dr. Mims, I would not have known any of this shit. For as much well, as, as as much times as people have been on the news and online discussing it, I I, I was not aware of any of this. And and a, a lot of what you're saying is not in the public consciousness. So this information that needs to get out. And so people can make an informed decision and not listen to some quack online talking about, hey, five-finger tea and you straight. Dr. Fauci. I mean, what's he mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Doc, look here. That gentleman, that's, anyway. a separate, that's a separate conversation. That's part two. That's the front lines that's of COVID part two. Conversation. Okay, yeah. so. Um, yeah. Just that. Now, the scripture question I wanted to, ask, <laughs> wanted to ask you was, where does the name COVID... Where does the name coronavirus and COVID-19 come from? Yes. Okay. Um, for coronavirus, yeah, first of all, there are many coronaviruses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. There are a group of viruses that occur in humans and in animals. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. They, they're called coronavirus because corona in Latin means crown. And if you look at the rendering of what the coronavirus looks like, it looks like a ball with a bunch of, I don't know, like antennae. Sticking okay. out from it, right? That's okay. what it looks like. So mm-hmm. that's considered the crown. Okay. Okay. So it's the crown virus, coronavirus. Okay. Right? COVID nineteen is basically an acronym for coronavirus disease. Okay. And nineteen is the year that it was discovered. Okay. And initially, it was called the novel coronavirus, meaning that it was a new type or a new variant of coronavirus that was being identified. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you for clearing that up because that's actually another question. Um, you know, when you when you hear term the novel, I was like, hold on now. There's there's normally like a positive connotation to the word novel. It, there's nothing positive about this. <laughs> the novel, it just novel means new. When you when you look at the root word, so I mean, we use it to in positive references, but I mean, it's it's just a new coronavirus, a new type of virus that they've seen in humans for the very first time in humans. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. So, when persons have when persons say that the coronavirus is just the flu, is that an accurate or an inaccurate statement? That is so inaccurate. It's very inaccurate. <laughs> um, that's like saying swine flu was the flu. I mean, first of all, the coronavirus is not in the family of influenza viruses at all. Mm. And it's not in influenza viruses or power influenza viruses. It's not. Okay. Okay. It may cause 
symptoms, like flu-like symptoms in some people, but mm-hmm. it's not the flu and it's not like the flu. Okay. I tell a whole lot of people, and especially in the Bahamas, when was the last time you heard somebody die in the flu? I'll mm-hmm. wait. Exactly. Okay, point, point, point made. Point taken. <laughs> point okay. well made. Because they're talking about, oh, people die of flu every year. Really? I've been in healthcare in the Bahamas, specifically in the Bahamas, for 10 plus years. Mm. I don't remember a whole lot of people dying from the flu. Mm. You could have the flu, but most people have some sort of immunity mm-hmm. against the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Or some herd immunity because who hasn't caught it has gotten, you know, a, a, a vaccine or some sort. Yes. It's not the flu. Mm. And the flu doesn't do all of this. Mm-hmm. This is a very smart virus, right? okay. a very smart virus. The flu doesn't really discriminate anybody who can get it. And so, so Doctor Mims, you, what you what hmm? you what you're telling me is this this virus, this COVID nineteen is so smart that it could different oh, it it could differentiate um, not to like infect people standing on the NIB line for their check. <laughs> <laughs> or Solomon's line. Well, Solomon's line, you know. Jesus. You mean to tell me it was so smart that when the prime minister said only Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the Corona virus was say, like, okay, no, 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 even even I can't fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that intelligent? Oh Lord, let me tell you guys, it is not. First of all. That's not, we shouldn't be worried about the intelligence of COVID-19. We should be worried about the intelligence of our own people doing that. Yes, Jesus, yes. Without not being six feet, just without being six feet apart. But that's another story. That's another story, yes. (laughs) The virus is smart enough, and I I tell people this, and they think it's a joke, but I said smart enough that it's the people who are dying from this or who are really affected by this Mm -hmm. are the elderly Mm -hmm. or, or the people who have underlying chronic illnesses mm-hmm. and trust me we in the Bahamas we have a lot of chronic illness oh, people yes, I said do. it at one point in time I said a lot of y'all who are asking for this sport for for this lockdown to go away and for you to go walking around and doing your own thing a lot of you thinking that you're going to be fine but you're not right? Mm. <laughs> right. elaborate on that some more first please because a lot of us walk around feeling just fine and i can't tell you how many times somebody came in for i don't know just a cough or cold or mm. you know and of course when they come into clinic they have to be screened just mm. you know random urine blood pressure temperature mm. and and the like and they have glucose in the 400s mm. and i'm like i have to, i have to break bad news and say hey you're diabetic you know yeah yeah <laughs> and they feel fine mm-hmm. or there's this young there's a young man who's working fine he does construction and and then he comes in just because he has a rash on his leg or whatever probably from contact with the cement or something like that and mm-hmm. due to random screening i find out your pressure is 210 over 120 so you are hypertensive woo, woo, woo. and so these are people walking around feeling fine mm. we think we're fine but we have a lot of chronic diseases here and I would say that after we calm down with all of this, mm. we should really all take time to go in and get our checkups, mm. our annual checkups. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that even if you are well, you should have an annual checkup. Mm. Man or woman. I, I say that man, I emphasize on man and woman because women <laughs> go in because we have a lot of issues mm. going on. You know, yeah. we have to deal it's with. not going to happen. Men, it's not going to happen. Ruckus, 
There's not gonna happen. Not, not, not. You know, don't, don't, one of my just, just a guy walk in, they will jerk a needle in him. Cross that when we get there. Hmm. Cross that. That's another. That's another conversation. Another <laughs> 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 conversation. But go in. At least get a checkup. We're uh, not. If you're not forty or over, and you don't have any history of prostate issues, nobody's gonna go down low on you. It's okay. All right. Just go in. Get your blood pressure. Get your sh- you know Is blood sugar checked. Is that, um, was that like why? Why is it such a big deal for men to get that check? A, a this is like exam? a tie from COVID. I exam. just want to know. Exam? Yeah, like what? I Exit know only. Exit only. Let me okay. hear from Mims. Okay. Let me hear. Okay. You hear from guys right now. No, I want to talk only. to her. Let me hear let, what she let, has let, to let, say. Let, 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 let the empresses converse. Yes. <laughs> I'll sit back. That is a big. That is one of the biggest problems. The men are afraid of the digital rectal examination. Of course. Let us speak. But I will let you guys know that Mm. usually Mm -hmm. you don't have to do it. Mm. I mean, that's part of the abdominal examination, mind you. Mm -hmm. But I mean, screening, prostate screening is in the Bahamas. It's a little bit earlier than everywhere else because there's a whole lot of prostate cancer here. Mm -hmm. So I personally, because it's it's... if you look at different governing organizations, they'll tell you different years. But I personally would start in the 40s. That's me. But if you're not even there, nobody's going to do that. Yeah. No. Dr. They're, Mims? They're not going to screen for that. Dr. Right. Mims, let, let, yeah. let's, let's, let's all be clear about one thing. This is going to get interesting. Yes. Um, I'll say it like this. With all the technological advances and medical advances that have been made, <laughs> please help me to understand why something has to go in my ass. Yeah, but it advances. Can, we still I have to get I don't the same way I, when we go listen, for our I, listen, uh, pop. Let, let me so what's the difference? Listen, I, I'm saying this for the ladies too. Y'all used to things going in, so, not us. Listen, so, listen, but listen, not like no, that. No, 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 not no, like no, that. no. Listen, I, I'm saying wow. this for the ladies as well. All I'm saying is, if the blood can tell plenty, even though I scare the needle, I will take the needle over finger in the butt. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So there's okay. a test. There, there's a test. <laughs> the test is called. The test is called. The, the, you guys really. <laughs> there is a test. It's called the PSA. Okay. Prostate specific antigen. Okay. And that can give you, yeah. So yeah, it can give you a value. Once it's under four, we usually leave you alone. It's okay. Okay. But we can check that, and that'll give you a good idea of how your prostate is doing. You're perfectly right. Okay. And if we find anything off with that, and then we can likely just start with an ultrasound and whatever. And if anything's wrong with that, we refer you to the urologist. But mind you, I am not a urologist. I wouldn't send you there. But, you know, if I have to mm-hmm. do, send you to the urologist, I have to do that exam because, hey, we found something off. So I okay. actually have to do an exam to write the referral. Okay. You've got to put the finger. Naturally, jump to that. naturally, they put women okay. through childbirth anyway. So they like, let them get their prostate check. Let them get a check. See? See, it's the same shit. Wow. Let them get a check, Mims. Let them get a check. The level of pettiness. You can take a lot more than them, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But they don't like to, they don't like to admit that though. I will have all of you know. Not on my show, damn it. 
They don't like to. Yeah, okay. You know what? Let's get back into COVID. Because <laughs> this is getting wild. This is getting chaotic the now. <laughs> this is getting real chaotic. So, um, Mims, I got a question for you. So as we humans, you know, we have a lot of herbal and natural remedies to treat and possibly attempt to cure COVID-19. So can you tell me what are professionals' official stance on um, this, on herbal and natural remedies for like, COVID? Like your, like your, your, okay. like your love wine, <laughs> your, your, your five-finger tea, your Cerisee, you know, okay, Gram- I'm going to be real, real honest with you guys about this. Okay. Uh-huh. Remember how I told you before that no doctor is just going to recommend HCQ because it's not proven. Yes. The majority of us are not going to recommend these things because mm. they're not proven. Okay. Okay. Not one hundred percent. Now, I'm not. If you're a person that's into bush medicine and you're healthy, as in you don't have kidney disease, mm-hmm. I put emphasis on kidney disease because some of these same things that we boiling out the bush, even Cerisee, which mm-hmm. we love so much, and Cerisee, which has been proven to actually have. Um, stimulant effects on the immune system is immune booster mm-hmm. even seriously if you have any illnesses or any diseases diabetes or kidney disease especially mm-hmm. that can mess up your kidneys i've Oof. seen patients on the renal team who were who went into kidney failure off of drinking seriously so we have to be very careful about the bush medicines that we're taking read up oh, about yourself sick. please definitely okay? mm-hmm. i have a cabinet and another yeah, and another thing is, uh, and what I'm trying to convey is that a lot of these things, you can boil them, but mm. you have no idea of the concentration of whatever you're generating that mm. you actually will get, mm. depending on the location you get it from, how long you steep it, is it fresh, is it not? There are too many variables. You have the dog pee on the bush. The, the, yeah. So what do you what so what do you think about maybe tablet form instead? Because you know they have somewhere you could get in powder form mm-hmm. and capsule form instead of like just pulling it out of the, you know, like straight from right. the earth. Yeah. You yeah. have now most you know all medicines. We found people found medicines from bushes from plants. And yes. Yes. Else, so. yes. But when you actually have the tablet form. And if it's from a reputable manufacturer or a chemical manufacturer, mm. then you know exactly how much is in it. We can quantify it and we can actually give an appropriate dose. Okay. Something that, like, if I know that this person has a certain degree of kidney function, I know not to give them 100 milligrams of this, mm-hmm. but, hey, I can give them 10 milligrams. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes. Right. yes. And that's mm. the benefit of having drugs that are ready. All right. Um, Oh, sorry. Okay, continue. Sorry. And of course, immune boosters. Nobody's ever going to tell you not to take vitamin C. Nobody's ever going to take tell you not to take zinc. Take it Mm. (laughs) if you are available. (laughs) Take it. Yes. You know we are. Yeah. Anything you can take that's um, verified and that boosts your immune system, by all means, do so. Mm. Okay. So tell me, what do you think about um, when it comes to I just want to talk about Dr. Sebi for a minute. Okay, I don't know if she Dr. knows about him. I, I, you know I, about I, I have heard about Dr. Sebi. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, now, now see, Dr. Mims, Do- Do- Dr. Mims, you cannot have dreadlocks. And, and not know about yeah. Dr. Sebi. Mm-hmm. God would not be pleased. There's a, they, 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 they would remove your name from the book of life. <laughs> you, know, you, know I, you know I want to please my father. <laughs> I... Go ahead, Empress Dwani. So tell me, how how do you feel? Um, I don't know if you know a lot about him, but how do you feel he probably would have 
address this situation in terms of COVID and natural remedies. Because, you know, he has he mm-hmm. has uh, claimed to heal a lot of ailments, mm-hmm. you know, just through using natural remedies. And it has been proven. You know something? Dr. Seavey's whole foundation of his treatment was that he believed that mucus formation in the body was the cause of all illness. Mm-hmm. And it, to say that he... Pardon? No, I, I was going to ask if there's any truth to that. Oh, shit. I can say oh, shit. that there's look, Dr. Tibby's um, use of complementary and alternative medicine mm-hmm. very interesting. I found it very interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's something else I, I wanted to say. Um, I am a physician, but I'm also open to other things, complementary medicine and alternative medicine. Okay. I am. Okay. Now, the problem is we live in an age where the FDA approval counts a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's important. I understand the importance of research and evidence-based medicine is important because mm-hmm. it's, it tells us that, hey, this medication will most likely work for a patient of this age, this ethnicity, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That is important. Those studies are important. But I also believe that there are certain people that benefit from certain um, organizations or big pharma profiting. Okay. And they will make sure... And at the risk of sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but I am not. But they will make sure that certain things are not carried out. Or certain studies, verified studies, are not carried out. Because they will say, hey, you know what? That actually works. We don't need to do this anymore. Or we don't have to sell this expensive medication. We don't have to promote mm-hmm. this expensive medication. Mm-hmm. This affordable medication that's been here for the past 50 years works. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that because there's no money in it. Mm-hmm. You understand? But now, so now there's there's nothing wrong this. with sounding like a conspiracy theorist because this is code name agents of chaos. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's just true. Mm. It, it's true. If I'm not going to make an I run or I have pull in big pharma, I am not going to go with a drug that cost me cost ten cents a pill mm-hmm. for people to take. That's not going to make me any money, mm. regardless of how many people, regardless of how many people need it. There's some people who just don't care about people. They just care about money. And unfortunately, a lot of those people are the people in charge of manufacturing drugs and vaccines and everything else. So rather than making sure that this test runs worldwide, because Mm -hmm. right now, a lot of people would say, okay, I would like to try this drug. Mm -hmm. Is this ethical? Not 100%. It's not ethical. But we are in desperate times. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would want to try this or would want this done or, or to try this new medication this new treatment mm-hmm. but it has to pass to do any studies it has to pass ethics board it has to pass the fda it has to pass so many hands to get approval to do a wide-scale study yeah. and rather than give approval mm-hmm. people will shut that down that's why i personally don't think that they're ever going to do a large study on on hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think they're ever going to do a large study on ivermectin. They're not going to do it because it's not going to benefit them. Okay. So we can talk in him and haw all we want. They're not going to do the study, so the doctors will never have the data they need to cover themselves and to feel confident in the prescribing it. Now, I made that clear. No, but I I I do want to I do want to get your opinion on this. I know for me personally, it just seems like. Um, these different viruses pop up seemingly out the blue. 
They are already mm-hmm. affecting people. Weeks and months pass. People are getting mm-hmm. sick. Some people are unfortunately dying. That's mm-hmm. in the here and now. But you need time mm-hmm. to test certain things to see if it will work. It just seems, and I'm sorry if this is insulting to the medical community, but it just seems kind of ass backwards. If something is if something is afflicting people as quickly as something like COVID-19, right? And you have something in place that can possibly help. Why why are, why is it not being fully explored? And I, I think you, you kind of like covered that to a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that. I'm a doctor and I think, and I tell people a lot of times, that's why I do my best to be really thorough. Yes. Even when I'm dealing with patients and making notes. Mm-hmm. If you reject something that I advise, I put that you rejected that. Okay. Because five, legal medicine is very important, guys. Mm-hmm. Because 10 years down the line, when they look at my notes and this patient, they see that this patient rejected this therapy, mm-hmm. a therapy that could have saved their lives. Mm-hmm. That means, okay, this doctor is clear. Okay. That's important. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about legal medicine with giving a medication that hasn't been approved mm-hmm. for treatment, mm-hmm. even if someone were to do that and because the medication is not uh, approved, they have to draft all kind of documentation and disclaimers <laughs> because if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you can say that, hey, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Or if it does, if it does work, you look here, it's. Our profession is a thankless job. For the most part, it's thankless. You know, I mean, yeah. and we don't necessarily look for thanks all the time. Sometimes the only thanks we need is to see the family happy, mm-hmm. the patient get better mm-hmm. and good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And because we see in multiple patients a day. I mean, when I'm talking losing count, losing count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't even look for thanks anymore. You okay? You better? Oh, I'm happy. Good. That's, okay. that's me. But if at some point in time something goes wrong and somebody has um, a heart condition, underlying heart condition that was, wasn't explored. Mind you, if you go in the hospital, they're, they're going to do EKG anyway. Yes. But you never know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. And for some reason, this patient who had, um, had an arrhythmia and we gave him HCQ. Well, mm-hmm. this arrhythmia just died, for example. Mm-hmm. And we gave him hydroxychloroquine and this person dies. Who you think they coming after? Oh, they coming after y'all. Y'all is doctors oh, too? Yeah. 100 grand right oh, out yeah. the gate. Y'all should know oh, yeah. that. Out the gate. Yeah. Y'all did All right. But, you, but we would have told you that that's a side effect of the medication. We would have told you at this point it's still experimental. Mm-hmm. We would have told you risk versus benefit. If you want to take this, this is up to you. But mm-hmm. it is just an experimental treatment. It's not confirmed FDA approved for this. Okay. But uh, you are still mad. <laughs> you know I, how much hell CMH gets every year because of patients both, that both. does it first of all because they don't think that they got as much attention mm. mind you they mm. got attention I mean they're not in the private war but they got a whole lot of attention mm-hmm. or because something didn't work out the way they supposed it was yeah and mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people lie on the poor doctors and I, I'm like but I was there to hear that and that's not what was said to you <laughs> and so yeah you know behemoths <laughs> is juice things up oh my goodness I've seen it on TV all the time and I'm like come on I know this department didn't say that to you because I know this department, like, for example, pediatrics mm-hmm. and PMH is extra. 
They are very extra. They don't miss. Because mm. I've had to rotate to them. They take their job very seriously. And they <laughs> double, not even double check. They quadruple check mm. up the line. Mm. So I'm like, you're trying to tell me you are home, sir, and you don't know your daughter's disease? And you're on news saying you don't know what the disease is and nobody tell you? I know you're lying. I know that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That could, the lie detector determined could, that was the lie. Could, and so like, this is what we see a lot in oh. the hospital. So. I, I do want to, um, I want your opinion on something, Dr. Mims, and, and correct me if, if my thinking is off. Um, when it comes to things like how you were explaining, um, and I don't mean to make it so trivial, but I, I kind of link it to, say, the construction of a home. If mm-hmm. the home is constructed properly and should a storm come or some other um, catastrophe happen, the person has to come behind and make some repairs. If the home was constructed shortly, you're going, you're not only going over shoddy work, but you have to correct it and try to get the repairs as proper as possible. That whole mm-hmm. process of correcting a past mistake is very taxing, can be very expensive, and sometimes isn't plausible or feasible. Does the same mm-hmm. concept apply to in the medical field? So, for example, you may have someone that has taken um, herbal remedies and bush medicine, and they may have exacerbated a problem, a pre-existing condition. Now it's the physician's job to not only try to undo that damage, but also uh, uh, to, to administer the proper medication and, and, and care. So mm-hmm. that, that needs to be kept in mind if they're going to self-medicate. Does, does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? It does. Okay. Um, to address it, I'd say... Every person, every person, everybody is different. Mm-hmm. Our systems are different. We're we're some not only emotionally, spiritually, but physically. Mm-hmm. We are some of all of our past experiences, okay. right? Okay. So if you have a history of eating of eating any way you wanted to, you gain maybe about fifty pounds in a year. Sounding or two real judgmental. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's just that's just Lord Dennett's guilt kicking in. That's all. <laughs> I, and you have a family of positive family history of high cholesterol, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You don't check your blood because you know you don't. You just don't go to the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, maybe you're in your forties and you go to the doctor and your blood cholesterol and three hundreds, triglycerides and two hundreds, and you just you just messed up right now. Mm-hmm. And your good cholesterol bottomed out to maybe like twenty. So when you're looking at all of this, this whole picture, this is like, okay, this is a heart attack waiting to happen picture. Mm-hmm. So imagine that person, and when I say heart attack waiting to happen, cholesterol deposits in your blood in your blood vessels over time. Mm. You know that, right? Yes. And so imagine these blood vessels in your heart are already partially occluded, partially blocked. Mm-hmm. And then you get COVID. Woo. And COVID causes migraine emboli. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who's going to have a heart attack? Who's much more at risk for a heart attack right now? Yes. We, that same individual, yeah. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we sometimes do the damage to ourselves. Mm. Right? 
over time, our eating habits, and sometimes genetically, mm-hmm. you know, some damage occurs, but we just add insult to injury with, you know, that um, 10 piece from KFC. So, <laughs> so take note of all the you know on Monday going to Charlie I gotta get the Kentucky and I uh, Lord. I gotta Kentucky go get the bird on guy. wheels. The bird on wheels? Yes. Really? I need more than two feet and a drumstick. Okay then. How, 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 how did you say it, uh, Dr. Mems? Uh Micro get a side com- salad with it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 cl- to clean it up in a bit. I, I, I can do that. I, I, get, I, I can't get, stop you off and get, I'm gonna get my I can't salad. stop you off and get the KFC. I see, I know the pain. You can use the <laughs> KFC <laughs> too, right? And I'm, making all your meals yourself. So, you know, you want your KFC. Yeah, I mean, eat it in moderation, please. But make sure you balance it out. Have your salad. A good side salad. There you go. So that you all know, <laughs> half your plate's supposed to be green leafy vegetables. I'm just going to put that plug right in right half? there. Half? Yes, half damn half it. See, 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 half. see, see, that's your know, bohemian problem half. right now. The the good doctor say half your plate should be leafy and green. No, you just want the whole ten piece, one shot, just all brown. All oh, just bird. Yeah, no. Yeah, see. Bird. <laughs> see, no, see no, now no, when no, you no. when you when you gotta go to Dr. Mems with that little embarrassing stuff, you, you know, Dr. Mems, I was trying to get with the wife last night and you know, Tings wasn't things, man. Doc, I need you to help me. See, then you ain't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> things would be things. The things would not be things because things ain't things. Uh, little blue pill. Oh, okay. See, you see? know what? See, 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 see. Okay, mm-hmm. there will become a point. There will come a point in time, especially with people who are diabetic mm-hmm. and sometimes hypertensive, and the blue pill can't help, baby. So. Wow. <laughs> you take care of yourself in dun, the end. Dun, no, seriously. Dun, I have patients with ED, with erectile dysfunction. And that's devastating. That is devastating for male patients. So please take care of yourself so that you can be healthy and happy for years to come. You know? You know, you know, you know, you know, what, I, you know what I like about Dr. Mem? She, she finds, you know, such uh, diplomatic ways yeah. to, to, to tell you about your ass. <laughs> I so I mean, like I that. Have to work, I have to work with you because I'm not going to project something on you that's unrealistic or that you're not going to agree to. We have to come to an agreement together and yeah, yeah. then we can actually see some change. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. We can actually do that. Okay. Okay, so let's continue on with the questioning. Um, please, Dr. Mims, explain to us what is contact tracing? Ah. Uh. So contact tracing. First of all, contact tracing of all, all kinds. It's, it's been done in the Bahamas for years and years and years. The surveillance department traces all contagious diseases. We're talking about from sexually transmitted infections mm-hmm. to skin infections in the middle of the summer when you see those little skin infections on your kids, mm-hmm. chicken pox, anything. We trace infectious uh, diseases. So that's like, so that's, that's, that's like ringworm and them do? No, not ringworm. Okay, ringworm is relatively benign it takes a while for you to get that not so much ringworm but okay. i'm talking like you know impetigo chicken pox measles okay stuff okay that can really get around okay and so what happens is that when we find out we normally fill out documentation mm-hmm. and that documentation in every clinic or if you're in a private clinic you know we collect the data and we send it in mm-hmm. uh what they do is that anonymously they, they have this information about you and where you reside and the infection that you have mm-hmm. they call you anonymously mm-hmm. and they speak to you about what you're experiencing etc cetera, etc cetera. just collecting more information 
right? Okay, okay. And then they find out through this timeline. The timeline is created. And then they find out during this timeline when likely you were infected, mm-hmm. who basically afterwards you're being in contact with during this time frame so they can also reach out to them to see if they've contracted the infection as well. Mm-hmm. And so basically it's like plotting, it's like plotting, you know, mark, points on a on a grid. Or basically, you know, when you see a map on the wall and you're putting in your tacks in different areas mm-hmm. and triangulating different things. They're trying to find hot spots. They're trying to find exactly where the disease is. Okay. Now, and thereby, you know, we can treat people. Now, mm-hmm. now I, I, I know what I'm about to ask is, um, is a problem. I, I know this. But I just need to, 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 to ask how, um, how feasible this is. <clears throat> So you collect this information anonymously, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. All I'm saying is, right, if you want the people to stay home, right? Mm-hmm. Get like the front page of the Guardian or the Tribune. <laughs> <laughs> Put their names in hot pink oh on the front page and say, all of you going to stay y'all asses in the house. Infected. Yes, because stay away from these people because they got the vibe up. That's not allowed, is it? That is not allowed. God damn it, as damn it. Infectious disease. As of any infectious disease, think about it. We have the largest HIV infected population in this hemisphere, yes, right? We do. Yes, we do. So, what if we were to do the same thing with HIV patients? You Think should. It. I, I don't have a problem oh, with that. No. You know, <laughs> I know, I know oh. that sounds bad. I know it sounds bad. That's, but listen. Listen. <laughs> listen. People deserve, everyone deserves human rights and dignity. Mm-hmm. Everyone. And confidentiality, yes. And confidentiality. Yes. That's what the anonymity is all about. Yes. That's respect. That's a basic human right. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're not, we can't do it. We cannot do that. That that could ruin the person's life. Yeah. But, you know, but you can't people, trust people to tell people. people there. You can't trust, you can't trust person to tell them, hey, I sick. Don't mess with me. <laughs> Now, I, now, see, I know for... Are we talking for, about COVID or HIV right now? Both. both. HIV and both. No, no both. 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 We're talking about HIV. Yes, we're talking about both. B-O-A-T. Yes, both. B-O-A-T, both. We're talking about that. something? Yes. That's where self-respect... That's where responsibility... <laughs> personal responsibility comes in. Now, we now, have to exercise personal ex- responsibility. And we have to exercise maturity, wisdom. Because you know something? Somebody who has HIV is not going to walk up to you and say, I have HIV. That, and I know some people who tell people who, who come to them that they have HIV. And, and the men still press up on them, believe it or not. Yeah. This is what we have going on in our country. And, and my patients tell me about it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let me pump breaks, 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 wow. breaks, breaks. Wow. Talk to Tino. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tino. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you just say... That there are persons out there who are HIV positive. Inform persons that they are HIV positive and the man still press upon them. Oh, yes, sir, I did. I'm reminded of a proverb that. that Grammy and Grampy used to say. If you make your bed hard, you got to lie in it. Exactly. And if you find a ass, you write it. Yes. So yeah, um, 
Wow. All right. You know, uh, when, but when... that's how these diseases get around. <laughs> you know that 40% data shows that 40% of people living with COVID-19 are totally asymptomatic. No symptoms. Wow. 40%. Wow. Wow. So find 40% of 2,020 people right now, at least, because remember, we need to expand testing. Yes. In an ideal place, exactly. So we probably don't even have the numbers of people who really are positive because, one, some people aren't coming forward because they're very afraid. Mm -hmm. And if they have mild symptoms or whatever, they're not going to push it. Mm. Right? But that's that's actually somebody who is symptomatic. Even if you have a little cough or whatever and a little fever and it goes away, that's still a symptom. Okay. I'm talking about people who don't have any symptom at all. No feeling. They find. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the people who over there at those pool parties and at the backyard parties, they're there too. So just think about it next time you're at a backyard party um, without your mask on. Mm -hmm. It's very likely that maybe, and you've got 100 people, a couple of them got it. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, let's be, yeah. Okay? A couple of them got it. So wear your mask, people. Wear your mask. Wash your hands for 20 seconds at a time and wash your hands frequently. If, 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 Don't if, touch your face. If, 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 <laughs> I, may, if I may just um, also add to, the, to that list, especially comes to wearing your mask over your damn nose too. <laughs> over oh your nose listen. is listen wearing wearing the mask and your nose exposed that's like fellas that's like right. that's like putting wearing on your, your pants underwear. and uh -huh. you zip up your, 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 your zip up what kind of bullshit yeah, is that you fly everything's out everything's out yeah. <laughs> everything is everything out. Just, just just dangling church doll swinging man oh and trust me, sometimes I'm watching. I'm watching the news, and um, they're interviewing. I saw someone. I'm not going to call it, but I saw um, Theo Seeley interviewing some people, and then a couple of people came on the mic, and then somebody came on the mic, and the mask was moving with his mouth, and was under his nose. I'm like, oh gosh, wow, oh god, someone help him, because that's that's what's happening. It's hard. To, it's not necessarily hard to breathe in the everyday cotton mask. No. Mind you guys, it should be cotton. Not polyester. Listen to me. <laughs> I have to say, I wear glasses and with the mask, you, you can imagine breathing and then the heat fogging up your glasses. No, yeah, you, like, Jesus, I can't oh, win. <laughs> say, oh, God, no. no, man. Don't be driving in a car it's with a AC. Oh, shit. It's a challenge. But I tell people, I said, okay, it's an inconvenience that you have to now deal with for a long-term benefit, mm -hmm. not just a, for your benefit, for everybody's benefit. Mm -hmm. My God, I got to go to work and I got to be outside triaging people in the hot sun in full PPE and two masks. Y'all can't tell me about, and one of them is N95. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can barely breathe through those things. Trust me, I, I'm, I'm like a pro in it now because I have to wear it so often. Right, but right. we have to do it so that you guys are okay. So for Jesus' sake, wear your mask. Yes, for black Jesus' sake, wear the damn mask. Wear it, shit! <laughs> for sure so can you give us some uh first-hand insight as to what medical professionals face every day dealing with patients infected with COVID-19 when you make the daily rounds through the different uh wards and beds Dr. Mims what is it that what, what is a typical day like okay well I'm not in the hospital anymore so I'll tell you about where I've been okay okay so let's talk about the COVID center. Mm. I don't know how it is now because it's been more than a month since I've been there. Okay. But every day you come in, 
you sanitize before you get in. They take your temperature. It's actually marked and monitored. They monitor every single person coming in and going out, your temperature, your vital signs, etc., to see if anything's wrong with you because you're going into the belly of the beast, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you go in, um, you put on your scrubs, you are you covered yourself with your PPEs, and you go to your station. Mm-hmm. Doctors work eight-hour shifts around the clock to monitor patients with COVID-19. There are also doctors on triage on the outside that swap patients every day. Okay? And they're also on eight-hour shifts. Okay. Uh, For the most part, when it comes to going in, the nurses do a lot more of the going into the patient. The doctor goes in as well, Mm -hmm. especially if they're having labored, a really labored breathing and issues. And they check the patient's vitals. But at this time, they're covered in full hazmat suits. Mm -hmm. And... um, monitoring the patient's oxygen saturations and everything what is also important hmm? i i wanted to stop there just for a bit um i've personally seen the the plight of the nurses in particular um Mm -hmm. i've seen where nurses were sent from new providence here to grand bahama um to assist um Exactly how dire is the situation for them? Can you speak to that? Oh, are we speaking about the nurses um, in terms of them um, it, uh, uh, being uh, willing be, to strike? Not, not, nece- not, not necessarily being willing to strike, but um, the conditions that, that they have had to uh, work under. You know, are, are, are their concerns valid? <laughs> Let me ask it like that. No, their concerns are definitely valid. Okay. I won't say that they're not. Uh, I cannot speak directly about what they're going through because I don't want to be presumptuous. I'm not a nurse. Okay, no problem. But I do stand with them. But mm-hmm. I do stand with them on okay. on what they on what they stand for. At this point in time, the government's insurance of these healthcare providers is minimal in mm-hmm. comparison. The, the people who actually work for government who have decent insurance are the police officers and, you know, correction officers, mm-hmm. defense force people. They have good insurance. Mm-hmm. The rest of us, nah, we don't. Wow. And so being, yes, nurses are doctors. So being in, I can't even get a shape A. I'm like, really? No? Okay. <laughs> so um, if we're. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said that you can't get yeah. a straight pay? I say shape A. Oh. Oh, let's not talk about pay. Exactly one year ago, I marked my words. You can go back and you can trace it. On August 22nd, we marked all of us, well, the doctors, the doctors' unions, the junior doctors. Mm-hmm. And a, a junior doctor, I don't really like the term, it's ridiculous, but a junior doctor mm-hmm. is basically someone who doesn't carry a consultancy post. Okay. That doesn't mean that, that they haven't been on the job for like 10, 20 so, years. Yes. Just be clear. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're good doctors with lots of experience. But the junior doctors marched because of unfair pay and unfair treatment. They tried to take away maternity leave from doctors. They tried to do all kind of unconstitutional Yes, I remember that. Yes, yes. Hold on, on, doctor. They they tried to take away maternity leave from a doctor? Let me me tell you something about it. From doctors. Lord Leonard, (laughs) let me explain something to you. (laughs) Having other friends that are doctors as well, and seeing the treatment that they go through, 
I'm so sorry, but only one word comes to mind. Bullshit. Fuckery. That's what it is. <laughs> Fuckery. Look here. <laughs> okay. Look here. Um, they don't give us holiday pay. No, they you don't. Know if you know, isn't daughters, that against the law? It, it is against the law. Mm. It is. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. It is against the law. And they don't give holiday pay. They don't. They wanted to take back so many things. I'm sorry. It was a big long. It was a long letter. Anyway, we were marching for that almost a year to the date of August. It was August 22nd. I remember because I was on yes. the march. Yes. Twin on the 22nd of August and right there in Rawson Square. Because and we didn't leave the job, you know, we just walked. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we left people on the wards working because, you know, we can't leave the people in the, unattended, yes. you know. Yes. But that's the stuff that always happens. We always cut off our nose to see the authorities' faces mm-hmm. so our patients don't suffer. But yet, they take every opportunity to twist things around. That that was one right? thing I didn't, I didn't quite understand because the media made it seem like all y'all just left. Oh. Unplug the respirators and be walking the fuck out. Whoever died, die. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's, how they made that's, it that's how they made it seem. Of course. Of course. Because they're looking to try and villainize us to, to sp- It's all about switching the narrative. It's all about that. Here, here, here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let's be real. Yeah. If you piss off the doctors and they do decide enough is enough and fall leave, back. Leave your ass on the wall. What the fuck are you going to do? No is there a reserve, a reserve pool of doctors that can just step in? Okay, yeah, they don't want to do this, then we're going to step in. No, that's not there. You're the doctors you might want. not but want you know to something? piss off the doctors. Yeah. One thing I'm very, I'm very proud of is that the thing is, we are doctors and we hold up the standards that we should mm. hold up. Mm-hmm. You understand? <laughs> and that's care and respect for our fellow man. You These know, are our patients. We take this stuff really seriously and mm. really hard. The first patient I lost, I cried. I bawled in the back. Mm. I put myself together. I had to mm-hmm. and go and talk to the family. Mm. And trust me, I walked right back in the back and I burst out crying because I took it hard mm-hmm. that I could not see that patient. Mind you, the patient came. Pupils already blown. Mm-hmm. I was on the family island working. Mm-hmm. Poor lady, I met her before. She was one of my patients, but she had collapsed in her home. Mm-hmm. She was not adhering to her medication, and she had a stroke. And mm-hmm. by the time they found her, which was like maybe a day or so later, Yeesh. her intracranial pressure was already, yeah. you know, she was already done. You know, I'm there doing CPR. Mm-hmm. I can't get an ambulance. I'm like, God, no. And I'm praying while I'm giving chest compressions. Mm-hmm. And the AED is on and it's not recommending a shock at all. <laughs> man, like, I, I, I've had that same experience, I'm running, man. I'm running a code mm. and I'm like, God, no, I can't lose this lady. I don't want to. That was the first and only patient I'd lost in the family islands. Oh, mm. first and only. And that hurts. Mm. We take this stuff really, really seriously. And so for people to take, like to take that for, like, for granted or really for the institution and employ employs these doctors to take advantage of that yes because we're human they take advantage of that mm-hmm. it's beyond reprehensible it's it's the lowest of the low to me personally 
And so I we had a whole lot of stuff. You know, you remember the comments. Oh, yes. y'all shouldn't. It's y'all choose this. Y'all choose this field. Ain't nobody telling y'all that. And I'm like, really? Listen, I commend all I, doctors. I, I wish they would say that to me right now. Are you serious? Uh, I commend all doctors. Nobody really thought. Nobody really thought COVID was coming. <laughs> nobody thought anything. None of us could have even imagined this kind uh, of scenario was going to happen. Bill Gates knew it was but coming. We, but we rallied and we ponied up. <laughs> period. <laughs> Man, like, like, I commend all doctors because there is a situation that I dealt with um, in Bimini where a person lost their life and no matter what we do, nothing could have happened. We got into the clinic and they did what they had to do and still lost the person. So I, I know the exact feeling that you went through of, you know, breaking it to the family. Well, I didn't have to break it to the family. No, 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 no. That's a doctor's point. But I'm um, doing your all to save a life and you're actually basically powerless because it's mm-hmm. not too late. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I know the exact feeling of that or whatever because, wait, that ain't fun. That and ain't it, fun. It's, 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 it's not. And people could, people, people are always going to say you could have done this, you could have done that, but until you're in that position yeah. where you have to make split second decisions on what to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're mm. never going to understand. Never. You could be on the outside looking in and talking all that shit. You ain't going to understand until you had to be that one doing chest compressions until you get them to the clinic and then the doctor has to take over with chest compressions and the AD ain't given a signal to say shock or clear or none of that. But then then to take that, and th- this is where the evil comes in for me, to take that and not only vilify the the medical the medical staff not just the doctors but mainly the doctors but everyone in that profession to vilify them in such a model and then turn it into a a a, a political tool like that i'm sorry that's 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 inexcusable that's fuckery i'm sorry i'm sorry i can't respect Anybody, I can't respect the different media uh, journalists that do that. I can't respect the politicians that do that. And what was really hurtful to see was the, the very ministry that you all work under basically threw you under the bus. Oh, yeah. That's basically what happens because they have to... You have to look at it. And this is in every government department. Mm-hmm. There's the staff that does the work. And then there's the administrators up somewhere on the hill somewhere. Mm-hmm. Their job is not necessarily to oppress, but it's to control the financial distribution and to, to control human resource distribution and basically to control. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And for some places in, not some places, for some reason in the Bahamas period, people seem to think that, the only way you're going to perform is if you're unhappy or stressed out, which, contrary to international studies, is completely wrong. Like, if I said that... I Where does that work, come from? It comes from slavery. Ah. It comes from slavery mentality. Yeah, we still nigga. Have that. Yeah. We still have that. People on top of the hill are the slave masses. They're the masses. And the people who work in, in the regular offices all day to day are the slaves. We operate the same way. Think about it and then get back to me on that. Wow. But they seem to think that once you're unhappy, you're going to perform. When it studies internationally over and repeatedly have 
proved that to be any accurate and not only is actually the reverse. Mm-hmm. If you're actually happy to be at your job, doing the work, mind you, please people go to work and do the work. But if you go to your job and you're doing the work and you're putting in your time, your 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. under the under healthy work environment circumstances, you perform better. Yes. But I for mean, some yes. reason. That, that, that's only common sense. It's I'm happy on a job. I will do over time. Yeah, it ain't just the money. Fun, it's not, this is not just the money. If I'm happy. fulfilled in what you're doing. There, yeah, there you go. There like, you go. You know, mm-hmm. you feel fulfilled helping people. Mm. I'm, I'm telling you, if I were, for example, uh, if I were a teacher and, you know, something, I have kids that go to school out east and I live in, say, St. Andrews Beach Estates or whatever, mm-hmm. and I ask, and I'm in a government system, and I ask to work down the Gibson, they could put me way behind God's back. Wow. Well, they could put me, uh, no, for real. I, I shouldn't say Thelma Gibson. I'll, I'll say, um, who are the Marlins? Right there on Prince on, on Prince Charles Drive, the, the middle school there. Uh, say I wanted to work there. They put me at H.O. Nash. Wow. Because I asked to go one place. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But no, seriously, market. That's why I don't tell them anything anymore. I said, Lord, you handle it. Wow. Because, because you asked to go someplace, happens. they put you someplace you don't want to be. To to be perfectly All honest, you know you know what that you know what that sounds like. That sounds like standard practice and procedure for teachers, mm-hmm. police officers, defense force officers. Yeah, shit, that's Bimini is punishment. Pretty much, you Bimini. That's, that's punishment. So yeah, that's no, what it is. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, they do that with doctors too. They yeah. do that with doctors. Yes. They do it with nurses too. They do and then they, 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 when they hit you, you, when they send you, send you Bimini, you you took Bimini for five years. That's doctors, nurses, uh, immigration officers. Yes, that's five years. You wow. know what? I thought you know I like Bimini. Bimini is beautiful. I love. Um, well, see, if you stick Bimini. to yourself, I never stayed long, but I if you stick Bimini. to yourself, Bimini is awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. but when you start to get when when cabin fever hits in, you start to. Socialize, then you realize I need to get the fuck off oh, this I, island. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, when I'm on working, I, I try not to socialize too much. I just go to church and work. Church uh, and, and every wake, once in a while, it. I'd go and I'll get I'll go to a restaurant mm. because and I do that whenever I go on any family islands. I work just about all of them. Mm. And the reason I do that is because you are you don't want to be, but you're like a figurehead in the community. Yep. And so, mm-hmm. and then small you're islands. also. Right, the small island life, the small island mentality. And not only that, you're not a person most of the time. You're the profession. So no matter what you're doing, you could be in the food store. They can ask you about their medical questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could be outside the church. They can ask you about your medical questions. You could be at the Bimini Bay Resort having sushi, and they can ask you about medical questions. It, no matter where you are, you have to be on. Yeah. And that gets draining sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not so mad. Sorry, That's the job. I just do that. But that gets tiring. I do that. It gets oh I'm so I'm so glad there's someone I can I can talk to about that. I don't know who the doctor is right now, but I just want to <laughs> let you know. Some that's what they're going through. Because they're people too. Yes, and sometimes even good. if you talk to me, I, I'd want you to talk to me for me being me and not just me being the doctor and you have a problem that I need to solve. I do yeah. that, I do that more less more yeah. the doctors who tr- doctors and person officials who too are every time you see them they're basically in job mode. Like okay, if you're in job you mode, be. let me ask you a job question. 
But if you greet me, like say, "Hey Leonard, how are you?" and this and that, and how was how's everything going? I'm, man, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I see you. Listen, 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 listen. What Doctor Mems is saying, right, is when you see her out and about, offer to buy her a drink. <laughs> Cold Kaleko and Kong Salad. Kaleko or Kong Salad or some sushi or something, you know what I mean? Right. You ain't got to talk about the doctor. I have one growth underneath my left pinky toe. What? No, bitch. I don't want to talk about that now. How about you chop it off? That's what. No, I've actually had that. I've actually had that. I went to the gym because there was a gym. I don't know how it is now, but you know, it should be me. There was a gym that they allowed the doctor to go to. Went to the gym. In Bimini? Jump in my golf court. Yeah. Oh. That was whack then. Oh, there was okay. a gym inside the Bay area. Anyway, jump back in the golf cart. I went down by sorts to go actually pick up a Kong salad. People were jamming. Whatever was going on, they were having a wonderful time. Going to get my Kong salad. Somebody catch me. Doc! I was like, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> I was like, oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Problem, and I'm like, you know what? I'll, you know what? Okay, this is what you should do. I'll see you on Monday morning. You can register and just come and see me. Oh, no, no, thanks. And then, you know. But mm. that's, that's something I'm not going to, to be honest, I'm not going to take if for granted what I do and the, the opportunity I have to help people and change people's lives I'm just saying that over time that can get very tiring all I'm saying is you know sometimes you know you can kind of, you know if, if, if I'm not mistaken you are black Dr. Mims oh very mm-hmm. so you know just allow some of the blackness <laughs> to shine through look motherfucker <laughs> listen I'm on my break I am out here with my man. I want my corn salad and my drink. And when I gain, oh my God, go juice. Leave me alone. <laughs> then she gets the repetition. Yeah. She's a stink nurse. She's a stink doctor. I, exactly. I can report her to the, to, the, to the committee. And oh, oh, let's not talk about reporting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. But hear me, people can report. Not necessarily uh, me. What I'm saying, people yes. people report. Oh, I, I hear stories. I've submitted numerous so. reports on my own. I uh, yes. Don't disrespect <laughs> oh, me. So, so see, see, see. So now no. you got you got to look out for that Tina, because Lord Listen. Leonard is going straight to the public authority, the health authority. <laughs> no, I, this I've woman never, Ian, she did not tell me what was wrong with the growth <laughs> underneath the back of my left bongy cheek. I've I want to make a complaint. I've never reported a doctor, <laughs> but I report police officers. Hello, um, and it's only it's only in the case of dis- a major disrespect. You know, uh-huh. like you come at me and oh, you fucking lock up. Excuse, excuse me. Uh-huh. I'm oh in my, my uniform. Word. I'm locked up, <laughs> and I called you to the scene, and I'm locked up. Right, that's not me. Let me let me let me let me, let me draft up this letter to the commission or the police. <laughs> and, oh, I need your badge, sir. <laughs> Lord, Lord Leonard turns into a straight Karen. I need to see your supervisor. Yes, I need to see you. Your com- I, need to see, I need to watch your, commander. Your commanding officer. Right now, damn it. No, I mean, in certain situations, like, I take it, Miss, Miss, uh, Miss Mims, that you're not very, you're not disrespectful at all. Oh, no. So, no. in no. that case, there's no. no need to, re- there's no need to report or write a letter or whatever, but it's, it's those oh. persons that are extremely disrespectful. Like, in case of point, some nurses, and I'm not just talking about Bimini. I'm just talking about in the Bahamas in general. Some nurses are deplorable, el terrible, horrible. Where are you talking about? Where are you talking about? <clears throat> uh, the thoughts and... The Rand Memorial Hospital. Uh, the, the, the thoughts and views okay, of Leonard okay. Burroughs are not that of codename Agent of Chaos. It's not. <laughs> He's a personal No, no, no. I, I only bullshit. 
<laughs> I'm like listen, like the episode listen. we did on my podcast with, with uh customer service of brown listen. and yeah we listen, have listen okay who every every clinic every hospital every ward even has mm-hmm. a culture okay and they have a way of doing things that may, that may differ they've all had the same training you know and the tra- nursing training is very good mm-hmm. but from what i'm understanding even from the doctors in the run they are very stressed out they are very short staffed if you have one doctor doing like 48 plus hour calls like 72 hour calls just to hold on just to make things work that's kind of ridiculous yeah it is. And i imagine that the nurses are kind of sort of being stretched into a lot of times when people have these outward they're lashing out in these very you know they seem okay. irate and everything else it's because they're they're stressed <clears throat> and they're tight and you know something that's something internal i'm not saying that they should do that mm-hmm. I, i'm not I never would say they should that they should externalize that on patients mm-hmm. they shouldn't because my, my worst i ex- tried to under- i'm saying my mm-hmm. worst experience ever is taking my mom to the hospital she oh, her body I'm was retaining fluid and Fluid the, from what the doctors say, fluid was around her heart, mm-hmm. and they call it congestive heart mm-hmm. failure. And fluid was in her lungs. I don't okay. need you shouting at my mom in my presence because I could oh, forget no. that you're a doctor. I could forget that you're a nurse. Why would and they shout at s- No, this I, I don't I, know. Maybe he had a, maybe understand. this doctor or nurse had a bad day. And just decide, and my mom was just the the the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Regardless of That's, whatever it is, I would break your yeah. face. I, and I think, thank God okay, it, ha- thank God it no, happened when I was off the no island. There's no excuse for that behavior. That's no. There's no excuse for that behavior. One hundred percent. No excuse my, my for that. Sister, behavior. My sister, them, I'm more diplomatic than my sister, them. But when it comes to my mom, dipl- diplomacy is out of the window. Who the who are you Understood. talking to? Understood. My mother is struggling to breathe. And you have time to raise your voice. I I would I would imagine just like Jesus, other government <clears throat> agencies where it's not necessarily competence that got them through the door. They probably slap at the MP. I'm quite sure there's some nurses <laughs> who are who are. Right, I okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm but just let, saying. Let's be real. Some people are, some people got their 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 this posi- their position or their job because of. Doing some underhanded things, or just because they family know this particular MP or whatever, and juicing, they got a good word. Juicing, the job. Okay, juicing. At, okay, maybe at, the position. But listen, listen, they've had the same training, regardless of how they got in whatever position they've got. Mm. They've had appropriate training where they would Bahamians not be just in the nasty system. to other Bahamians. No, not not not, not, not all. That's a different conversation. Yeah, that's a different conversation. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not I, nasty. I, I'm I, not nasty to my baby. I, 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 I'm you're, not you're the nasty. exception. I'm not nasty to anybody. Anybody, I treat everybody the same way. Haitian, I, Jamaican, yes. Bahamian, American, I see them all and I treat them the same way. To yes. the point, some of these patients that try to tip me, and I'd be like, no, that's okay. He's like, but you you did this, or they try to hunt me down to find out where I'm going because some other people, well, I guess other persons treat them different, and we mm. should not yes. treat people different because of their nationality or because of their complexion. Mm-hmm. We should. That's the true. same treatment you give to the, the, the tourist, you mm-hmm. should give to the Bahamian, you should give to the Haitian. I don't when I see them and they come in. I'm I'm not. I don't care about their nationality. That is not my job mm-hmm. to call um, immigration, immigration or whatever. Yep. That's not yeah. my job. Mm-hmm. My job is to make sure one, you well. Two, you're not. You know, 
you're not overwhelmed by the disease and three to empower you to get better. That's it. When you leave, go, God, go with you. I got 10,000 other patients to worry about anyway. Mm. So let me move on to the next one. Let me do my job. That's it. I don't have time Real to be fast talk. for people's business. I, I, and I, I do, I do want to also plug this in as well. I know I made a joke about, you know, some nurses sleeping with MPs to get their position. First of all, it's not all. All right. <laughs> and, and, and I, I want to stress oh, that. I want, no, I want to stress that because a lot of people time, people hear things and they just go and take off and run with it. That happens mm-hmm. across all sectors of government. Let's just be real. That's the first thing. Second thing, um, like Dr. Mem said, they've all received the same training and a lot of them are very professional and very uh, proud of the work that they do. They do need to be commended. Um, they are overworked. They are overstressed. So they don't only need consideration. They need compassion. Mm-hmm. Most persons in the medical field, especially now during these times, mm-hmm. need extra understanding and extra compassion. So I just had to say that because people will take that previous sound by and just run with that. Mm. Run with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I, th- yeah, I think yeah. they also, in, in these kind of times, they also need to, nurses and doctors also need to realize that uh, this is this is not just trying times for them, but mm. this is trying times for their patients as well. And not just patients of patients mm. affected by COVID-19, mm-hmm. but patients that are affected with underlying conditions mm-hmm. like hypertension, diabetes, and things like that. This lockdown has forced people to eat completely different mm-hmm. than what what's medically required for their condition. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. not everybody have it mm-hmm. to continue eating like that. Mm-hmm. And because or, people or, are working... Or, or, or they may have had it, but the establishment wasn't open. Bang. So now you gotta you gotta force you gotta hope that medication bring that sugar or that blood pressure down mm-hmm. so you can eat this thing and not eat no more for the rest of the day because your your pressure or your sugar mm-hmm. through the goddamn roof. Yeah. And then when you do decide to when when you do when you do decide to go to the hospital, you gotta deal with persons with an attitude. Yeah. We don't we understand that there's a situation in that in our, in the world mm-hmm. that has the medical field itself strained beyond measure, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I have an underlining issue. I'm trying not to contract COVID-19, but also I'm trying to make sure my health, my immune system mm-hmm. is up to par. Dealing with that, I have to deal with my diabetes or my or my hypertension or every I have to make sure everything is in alignment with me. Mm-hmm. So I don't contract the situation even if I do contract it. I my sugar is not so high or my di- my pressure is not so high mm-hmm. that it actually becomes I, I'm I, I'm dying or deteriorating from this virus. Mm. So, in a sense, the medical field needs like, like Doctor Mems said, like Doctor Mems, you need to have some level of compassion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You need to, you you don't you don't treat me differently. You don't externalize your frustration because of your boss on me. Suck it up and deal with it. It's sad to say, but this is the field that you went into. I'm sure. No, hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because you're starting to silence them oh, people. Hear me who, out. Who, oh, who, who talk shit about the doctors hear when they go on strike. Again, hear <laughs> me out. Hear me out. I'm saying there has been, anybody, any doctor in the medical field, I'm sure there has been situations or emergency mm. where you were severely under pressure mm-hmm. and you had to function properly mm-hmm. to save a life mm-hmm. this is no exemption it's just on a constant basis every day is pressure mm. 
So that same energy you use to try and save a life, mm-hmm. internalizing your issues, keep them internal. When you when you decide to externalize your issues, you make your patient even worse. Now, because I, when you I shout at, say, when you shout at me, you, will, you shout I will, at me. I will say this. I will say this, Lord Leonard. And people can get mad at me if I say this. <laughs> the same. How you expect that out of the medical profession? Mm-hmm. Bahamians need to take that same. The society at large needs to take on that same mindset as well. Hold on, guess, guess what? If someone goes to see Doctor Mims. Mm. And they mad because they ain't getting none last night. Is that a problem? That, that ain't that. Don't have a damn thing to do with her. So you why need to go take that pressure out on your so, boyfriend? So so why then should Doctor Mims or any doctor or any nurse have to put up with that? I'm not saying you put up with that. It, it's the whole situation is is equal straight around. Don't come to the doctor with your with your issues that's at home. You come to the doctor because your pressure high or your this high or, or your gout arcing up and this and that, you deal with that. Mm-hmm. That doctor is not your counselor. That mm-hmm. is your doctor. Mm-hmm. You have a you have a, you have a mental illness or whatever, you need to go see a psychiatrist. Actually if you well, have a, actually if, <laughs> actually <laughs> go ahead doc doctors play the role of especially family physicians. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of family physicians, some of my colleagues in Ramahama right now, we have to do everything because being a family medicine physician means that we deal with you holistically. So we're dealing with the blood pressure and the diabetes and the gout, but we're also dealing with depression and anxiety because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with um, your mental illness if you have that too. And then we have clinics specifically for it, but then we're kind of like the brokers, so to speak, if you need help. Subspecialist help. So if you need, if you have an abscess and I can drain it, then I'll do that. But if you have something that looks like an appendicitis, refer to hospital to aid in the, the, the surgeons. Mm. We see everything. We mm. see pediatrics. We see geriatrics. We see everything. So you come into us with the problems. We have to deal with your problems. All of them. Mm. All of them. They may not, especially if they're not urgent, we're going to deal with them in a tier system based on what's more important right now. We're going, and what we can address right now, we're going to address. And we're going to start moving on the other things as well. But we have to deal with everything. You can't say you're going to your general physician and, and they're tossing whatever problems you have out the window. That, that doesn't work. And mm. that's not what we do. Mm. We have to see and we have to deal with everything. The mm. man physically, psychologically, and emotionally. Mm. Because some emotional problems such as depression manifest physically. Mm. Aches and pains and insomnia. Mm-hmm. All signs of depression. Okay. So we have to deal with all these problems. Okay. Everything. Wow. And the nurses too. Mm, they yes. want to get all of that. So we have to deal with the whole human. Mm. It's not one piece. So and all I know is I know it's and I'm no in no way giving excuses to anybody who's treating any patient poorly. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Because I have a mother who lives on the eastern part of the island. And I, I worked in Elizabeth Estate for a while. I work there now. My mm-hmm. mom's still in the eastern part of the island. Mm-hmm. And I remember her telling me when I was in medical school that she went to see a certain doctor who I know now. And that doctor didn't even look up at her, asked for what her problem was and, and continued writing and didn't examine her. And I hated that. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I'm still upset about that. I'm mm-hmm. mad about that to this very day. Mm-hmm. This doctor would not know anything about it. This was years ago. I was still in my late teens. But at the same point in time, what I'm just trying to say is, you got to look at all your patients as if that's a family member. Mm-hmm. 
if that's your mom, if, what would you want done with your mom? If that's your grandmom, what you want done with your grandmother or your kid or whatever else? You have to put yourself in that position mm-hmm. because you don't want them to treat, at least that's what I do, because you don't want, trust me, my mm-hmm. one parent, my one living biological parent, oh no. Ernestine, you can't do any anything to Ernestine. Mm-hmm. Trust me, okay. I'm, I'm that bad. <laughs> you think you're bad for your mom, I'm very bad. <laughs> I know her doctors and I find out, I call them after they do the show. And then I cross-reference. That's how bad I am. So what I'm saying is that we have to deal with everything. Mm. Everything dealing with regarding our patients. And I'm not giving a blight to anybody who's treating every, any, any patient poorly. I don't, but before you or before whoever came, there was at least three patients who I read because they're not getting seen in the way or in the time frame that they want to be seen. Yes. But yet they came late. And twenty people is in front of them. Yeah, they making the nurses prop. They making the nurses cold draw high, mm. causing compression inside the health facility. Yes, and you know something? We only human. Yes, we only people. Yes, those same people that you see on the food store line sometimes, or the same people you see on the beach with their kids, or the same people you see at school PTA meetings. Mm-hmm. They the same people. It doesn't matter what they do. They're human. And you know something? When I come home at the end of the day, I am stopped. I am so drained mm-hmm. because I have to be on all the time being impatient because you know what? They came to me for help. Yeah. And I got to give 100% because I know, and we all in healthcare mm-hmm. uh, arena know that our decisions, we can't be slipping. Our decisions affect people's lives. Yes. So by the time I get home, my eyes be drained. I tell my husband sometimes, I, I mean, it's be so bad sometimes. I just need quiet. I just need to go in and do me for like an hour yes. because I need to recoup because it's so stressful and so tiring. I, I, and so I, I understand the stress level. I, I, I do want I to understand it. I do also want to say, even to, in addition to that point, um, if it's taxing on persons in the medical field, but it's also, I would imagine, taxing on the families of persons that are oh. on the front line. So. Oh. Con- consideration and compassion needs to be given to them as well because these are doctors who are away from ailing parents, who are away from children, who are away from husbands, who are away from wives, who are away from responsibilities to care for the medical needs of Bahamian society. So I'm, I'm more than certain that takes its toll on the family. But ooh, we 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 coming towards the end, Doctor Mims, and I want to take this time out before I forget to thank you for being so candid. We're coming to the end, so we're going to look at the last probably four questions. Um, in your opinion, Doctor Mims, is the Prime Minister handling this pandemic properly? Hmm. In your opinion, hmm. Woo, what a question. I feel like she touched she touched on that earlier, though. Know? Yeah, yeah. I'll just a little bit. She, she it, and you, you get that she, Agent Ronnie is right. So, know. so if you could kind of just expand on how you feel, like you know, about the job he's done so far, mm-hmm. you know, possibly give him a grade rating or some shit like that. <laughs> F, <laughs> F, Trapsy. <laughs> Okay, I believe that in his in his mind, 
and his world, I believe that he feels that he's doing the best that he he personally thought like he personally could. <laughs> I honestly feel at this point in time, and I've always felt this, that individuals who have been up there for a long time have absolutely no idea what's going on with the everyday behavior. Mm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Because if they did, I don't care how long it's been. You may have grown up in, I don't know, where, Bay in Town or off campus. You may have grown up in those places, but you are totally disconnected right now. Uh, that's because not that's not where he people, lives now. No, that's not. It's <laughs> not. I'm not saying where he grew I don't know where the man grew up, but he's supposed to be a, like a grassroots individual. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, if you grew up these places, and when you're considering, you have to have some empathy. Mm-hmm. When you're considering doing certain or doing something like a lockdown that's a, a drastic thing to happen mm-hmm. albeit necessary in some circumstances but it's drastic and you have to consider people who will be most affected mm-hmm. and how you could offset that ahead of time before you just say all right clank clank i'm cracking that mm-hmm. that is my problem right there mm-hmm. because i don't think that he's i don't think he has his finger on the on the pulse of what's happening with the everyday behavior. And that is scary. Very. I don't think that any of our political parties recently in the past 20 years had a clue. I mean, the, 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 the prime minister had the nerve to say, like the young people say, rocking and rolling. And I had to look at my oh, nieces yeah. and nephews like, y'all, I say that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, niggas still stuck in the I 70s. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he doesn't really have... Mm-hmm. His finger on the pulse of the Bahamian people. It, so, as, as a as a follow up uh, question to that, um, do I think he's doing a good job? Let me finish that. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but yes, but he's been trying. Okay. Um, should and how should I how should I phrase this? Um, given that he is also in the medical field, <laughs> uh huh. Um. How does that play into, or has that played into the decisions that he's made, in your opinion? In my opinion, yes. I think to some extent it has, because okay. he has, uh, a physician would have a better understanding of of illness, illness, disease processes, and basically what we need to do, handling of data, and basically what we need to do. Okay. I do think so. Okay, then. So, I mean, I said this at one point in time. I can't remember to whom, but I said right now, the better person to deal with this right now, as far as leadership was concerned, God knows what he's doing here. Mm. And he's in control of everything. Okay. If, yeah. Okay. The leaders, the Bible says he puts the leaders in power. We may not like them, but they're in the position for something, for some reason, and God's going to get the glory out of it. Okay. Now. He is in the position that God put him in, not just the Bahamian people. Mm-hmm. Um, God allowed him to be in that position. And I'm not sure it would have been handled in the same, with the same degree of, I would say in some instances, the same degree of compassion if mm. he was not there and if someone else was. Because when you're dealing with disease, and it's just not just numbers. It's, it's people behind people. the numbers. Yeah. And you have to be, yeah, you have to be empathetic dealing with that. Okay. All right. All right, so Ms. Mims, I have a question for you. Uh, Can you speak to the validity of claims 
that there are monetary values placed on the numbers of COVID-19 infected and those who die of it. Now, that question is interesting because I can see that happening in the States, but not here. Okay. Okay. In all honesty, Mm -hmm. because we're not getting a direct feed from Big Pharma or anybody. I mean, when we're even looking at the pharmaceutical industry in the Bahamas, I mean, the majority of the pharmaceutical companies have been pulling out the Bahamas in the past 10 plus years. I mean, really. And when we get medications down here, I wouldn't say we get generics, but those medications that they're spending five, four, five, a thousand dollars a month, some of those hard medications, et cetera, mm-hmm. over there, they have to actually create a different drug to market it in our our market in the Caribbean. Mm. That's much less, much less, like $50, $60, same drug, same active ingredient now, but they mm. marketed a difference just so we could be able to afford it and get the benefit of the drug. Mm. So there's not that much money here in the first place. <laughs> to be, and they're not giving us any money. We're just little Bahamas, you know, mm. right here sitting in the Atlantic, and we're doing the best we can. But trust me, they're not—they're not giving us any money for this. Okay, all right. I, I wish I could say that, but in the states, I'm pretty sure they are getting money, but not here. All right, then. Yes, Doctor Mims. Um, yes. Question. Oh, one second. Sure. I wanted to, to interject. It actually hurts us to have more numbers. Mm. It hurts us. Okay. <laughs> so we don't want more numbers. It hurts us on an international scale, mm. locally and internationally, to have more numbers. So trust me, we're not getting any kickback from this. We're not. We're not souping up the numbers. Mm. Okay. Facts. Okay, Doctor Minnis. Um, what? Doctor Minnis, hold on now. See, it is the same shit. No, 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 no. So I, I so apologize. I, in my mind, I cussing out Minnis right now. You see, I cussing him out. You will not do that to the good doctor. No, I apologize. I apologize, Doctor Mims. Yeah. What, if anything? is not being said to, said to the Bohemian people. <laughs> I should take a breath on that say, one. Oh, Lord, we got we to got, be here for another two hours. And, and this would be, no, no, no. <laughs> I would, it's a very simple, it's a very simple thing. I don't think there is a whole lot to be said that hasn't been said. I know you guys said, well, if the Bohemian people knew this, then they do this. Mm. Or they knew this, they do that. But the reality is, and some people have actually hit me up on my page and I'm like, oh, well, somebody's actually explained it to me like this. Then, oh, maybe the Bahamian people do this and they'll do that. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to sound blunt. I'm not trying to sound blunt, mm. but it's not these people's jobs to, to be on air with all of, the, all of the work that they have to do, all of the information and the data that they have to present. The mm-hmm. Bahamian people. Mm-hmm. It's not their job to go down and explain the pathology, the pathophysiology, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, of, of the whole coronavirus. Okay. Anybody got time for that? <laughs> on board. We got to try and get everybody on board with the plan to stop this. Mm. And like I told people, I said, everybody has Google. Find Dr. Google and find out what you want to find about the, uh, the virus itself. Hey, Google can tell you have AIDS. Or you know something? Yeah, I don't like Doctor Google. I tell you everything. Everything Google tells you, you got cancer. You could die. That's what Google is telling you. You you fuck you fuck around and say I like the ice cream and my head hurting. Cancer? The fuck? No, no. I just eat the ice cream too fast. Shit. 
so I would say ask your commute, your provider, your healthcare provider, or your community physician, your mm. your family physician, and get get informed about. It, okay. Mm. Okay. But um, what I would say that is not being said enough, and this is because we baby our Bahamian citizens, and I, I'm being blunt about this. Mm-hmm. We baby them either because we want votes. It's a dual thing. Mm. baby because one we want their votes so we kiss we acting like we so nice mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and the other thing is we want to keep people not we but certain powers that we want to keep people ignorant and subservient to them mm. i have a problem with that. and they're afraid to step on somebody's toes mm-hmm. by saying the truth mm-hmm. the truth is the responsibility is our own to dig ourselves out of this mess yes us. Yes, the people. Not the PM. No. Not your neighborhood doctor. Mm-hmm. Us. Yes. Because you know something? If we all try to educate ourselves, if we all, and I'm talking about different departments because like I tell you, essential workers, it ain't just doctors and police officers. I'm even talking about customs officers. Mind you, we're creating protocols as we go along, but mm-hmm. if you know something's wrong, come on now. Don't let a, don't let a, a tourist in. It's the customs officer who only has, uh, a, he doesn't have a PCR test. They only have the the antibody antigen test. Like what? That's not what it says. Come in. Do some research. Educate yeah. yourself. Yeah. We yeah. are the we are the ones who are going to end this pandemic here. I said before, mm. the pandemic ends medically or it ends socially. Medically is if everyone catches it. I hope that's not the case. So we lose two percent of the payment. Mm. Or if there's a vaccine, I don't trust the vaccine personally, but that's uh, facts, facts, or facts. If there's enough, or if there's enough herd immunity where everybody just about everybody catches it, so that the, the one or two people who don't catch it, they okay too, mm. because everyone else has immunity against it, which we can't even guarantee why, because every it's actually um, been determined that you can catch the coronavirus more than once. You can catch it again. Yes, you can. Now, yes. that's a medical. End. And then there's a social ending, which I think we are in, inching towards, mm-hmm. where people's like, I tired. I into this quarantine no more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do? I grind out no matter what. If I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting, I'm not staying in my home anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's when people are more afraid of economic issues and whatever else mm-hmm. than the disease. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was coming. So, mm-hmm. hey, no surprise. <laughs> but and well, interestingly enough, they've actually found out, and the data was shown in the last press conference, that most transmission is familial, meaning in your same house. Mm. So if you have one little, if you have a five-person household, and your daughter like went to the pool party last week, and she came in your already quarantined household because she decided that she wanted to have some fun, and she got it, and then she became symptomatic, and she gave it to all of y'all. Yeah, that's how it's happening. The majority of it is happening that way. Yeah. And so we have to be responsible. We have to be responsible. Okay? That's what I want my game and people to know. You're not children. I'm not going to treat you all like children. I don't believe we should treat grown adults like children. I think y'all need to make informed decisions, wise decisions. But in the end, you can't blame people. Because you know what? Fine. And it shouldn't open the border so early. I agree. Mm-hmm. He should have had, oh yeah, he should have had um, means by which, hey, when they come back, they isolated and tested. I mm. agree on that. Mm-hmm. But at the same point in time, Bahamians, you're really going to Florida in the middle of the second wave? You know the numbers? 
A child, I have to go across the Walmart because I I tired of being on this rock too long, and I gotta go shopping and, and Walmart Walmart having a sale, and I have to go see my family, and I vote for minutes anyway, so I ain't even in it. Only broke people's go, Mammy. You can order from Walmart and have your stock shipping. Behemoth just had cabin fever. Yeah, that's all. I saw something. A lady said we just wanted to get out Mm -hmm. because we were locked up. So we were locked up so long. We Mm -hmm. just needed to get out and feel like we were going somewhere and doing something. Mm -hmm. But the thing—that's why we shouldn't open it immediately. No, local tourism. Mm -hmm. Go travel to the family islands. Keep it right here, right here. And then you know what? When the, the surge started to calm down, then open up internationally. We mm. didn't do that. We didn't exercise mm. wisdom. At least the government didn't exercise wisdom. Okay, you lock the people down, and then you tie the you tie the loose go- untie the goat. What's gonna happen? The goat gonna break off. Look at him going. And that's what happened. So partially, it's the it's the prime minister's fault. And didn't put the policies in. When you plan to do something or when you're going to do something, you have to bring contingency plans. Yes. Women think in a grid. Maybe the next prime minister needs to be a woman. Because we think in a grid and we think, I definitely, I know that's what I do. I mm. think of scenarios. Yes. And if he can think of different scenarios and he can have a different contingency plan, A, B, C, D, on to S, that was our problem right there. Mm. So I, that's my whole thing. People, be responsible. We're going to dig our way out of this pandemic, but it could be on us. That's and you, all I say. Wear your mask. And, and, and with that, I think we're going to bring this discussion to a close. And again, let us snap it up for Dr. Tina Mims, all the way from New Providence, <laughs> giving, us, giving us the reel on the front lines of COVID-19. She is very correct. Yes, the prime minister may have made some... Bad calls. Stupid. He may have made, he made he may have made some stupid calls, but at the same time, it is only us, the people that are going to rally and to use a word, dig our way out of this situation. Because as a society, whether you want to believe it or not, whether you want to accept it or not, a part of the reason why we are here is the Bahamian people. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure of a frustrating part, because I felt it, if I'm taking the time out to follow protocol, but because these idiots won't shout, road by just road all, all day, every day, and get us back in problems. Yeah, I better slap off some heads too. Road time or no time. All good. But again, this has been Codename Agents of Chaos. Our very special guest today has been Dr. Tina Mems. Again, Dr. Mems, thank you for your time and for. Uh, giving us the knowledge that you have given us on this podcast and um damn it i had it in the notes and i forget anyway so let's go ahead and and, and let's let's also thank again genius radio chemist digital chemist.net kenneth monka for their continued support of codename agents of chaos you can find us on geniusradio.com the number one place for uh, on the number one streaming content service site for the Bahamas. We are also on ProductC242.com. That's photographer extraordinaire Rashad Penn and his crew. They also support Codename Agents of Chaos. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, and you can find us on our website. All of our information will be in the show notes. Um, we want to also thank... Uh, Head nod music all the way in Tokyo, Japan. 
and street team advertising, marketing, and promotions. That's my brethren, Doc, uh, brother Damien Humes. We want to thank them for giving us the platform to also advertise, to advertise with Codename Agents of Chaos. Uh, the information is in the show notes. Lastly, Dr. Mims, how do we find you on social media? Ah, great. You can find me on Facebook at my Facebook page, Dr. Tina Mims, MD. Okay. Instagram, I am, it's literally, I am underscore Dr. Tina Mims. Mm. That's Dr. Tina Mims. I am on Twitter, just joining the Twitter family and being active in that, at Dr. Tina Mims, MD. I because just followed you on Instagram. But she's some kind of... <laughs> okay. And I'll be launching, I was going to launch it um, today, but I just want to include something else. I'll be launching my website next week. And it will be DR, that's Dr. Tina Mims, mm. dot com. Okay. So All that's right. coming too. All of that information will be in the show notes. So please, I encourage all of you, look up Dr. Tina Mims, follow Dr. Tina Mims, subscribe to Dr. Tina Mims, visit our website, and you can get more of the information that she spoke of today and just general expert medical advice. Uh, but when you see her on the street, please, you know, let her have a Kong salad and a collect. In peace. In in peace. You know, let's 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 just remember that. That's all. But you know, when when, when she's in doctor mode, by all means, you get the best medical care. But if you see the fish fry, let the woman have a conch salad and collect and and daiquiri in peace. God damn it. <laughs> but Doctor Mims, thank you so much again for your time. And this has been Codename Agents of Chaos. This has been season two. Yes, and, and, and again, thank you for being here. This has been season two. Thank you for joining us. And we are out.